Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Virago Podcast, a monthly celebration of books, reading, and writing, brought to you by Virago Press, the international publisher of books by women. Hi, I'm Sarah Sabot, publisher of Virago, and I'm here with some of the Virago team to talk about our summer reading recommendations. We're sitting here on an extremely grey, cold, <laughs> rainy June day, but we're hoping that it'll get sunnier, and even if it doesn't, we'll have lots of books to read. So I'm going to ask uh, people from the team to introduce themselves and to talk about, we've all very democratically picked one Virago book that we're looking forward to reading this summer and one non-Virago book. So I hope you'll have lots and lots to read by the time you finish listening to the podcast. Okay, over to Zoe first. Hi, I'm Zoe Hood and I am the um, Publicity Director for the Literary Division at Little Brown um, and Virago. Um, And for the summer reading, um, what um, could be more summery than um, reading a novel that is set in a place that is around 80% iceberg? Um, Crimson by Niviat Corneliuson, and this is uh, is my chosen Virago novel, is um, set in Greenland, in a contemporary Greenland. And I was completely compelled when this came in. I read it um, last year and I've just done a reread of it. Um, it's just my absolutely perfect book. It's written in a sort of um, Proustian-esque um, kind of stream of consciousness that is completely compelling, but not at all confusing. It's like, it's completely bang up to date. Um, it involves... Um, five friends, uh, five young people who live um, in this intriguing place. Um, I don't know if you've you've ever taken a flight over to, um, you might have been to Greenland, I haven't, um, but I have taken a flight over to New York and and looked at Greenland um, as I I flew over it and just be completely confounded by the fact that it literally is a massive block of ice with a small kind of rim of um, a, a rim um, with a commu- with a thriving community, you can see all the boats and houses, and it kind of looks a bit like Denmark. But then it has this completely dramatic wilderness and sort of impenetrable wilderness, and I've just long been fascinated by it. 
so when this came when this came in, um, Anuviak um, herself is a is a an award winning um, Greenlandic um, writer who's mainly written in um, the YA genre, and this is her first book for adults. Um, so she wanted to write about um, these five friends, these five young people, and they and their relationships and their friendships, and there are varying sexuality. There is um, LGBTQ elements. There are um, heteronormative elements to um, to the story, and it's written um, from the viewpoint of um, uh, mainly fear, but also um, some of the other characters. And one thing that I loved about it was that it's completely contemporary, but it has this um, kind of callback to um, what must be a Greenlandic tradition. And it made me, um, it reminded me slightly of Burial Rites by Hannah Kite, uh, where, you, where you have this kind of situation where you have these ancient concepts uh, flowing through a, contem- a sort of a slightly more contemporary setting. Burial rights is historical, but but it's it's about these kind of very old traditions. Um, and I've just never read anything like it. So I, um, if you want to be completely transported, whether you're going somewhere baking hot um, or even indeed to Greenland, I would pack this. And is Niviat coming to Edinburgh? Is, is that Niviat really is coming to Edinburgh. Um, so she um, is going to be here. Uh, so the Edinburgh Books Festival happens um, at the midpoint of August um, over here. And um, it's her first trip. Um, the, apparently there's one flight out of Greenland a week. So um, we've <laughs> got it. And she'll And Niviat will be on it. And uh, so that's a, it's a real treat for us to have her. Yeah. It's, it's not easy getting um, authors over from remote places. So it's going to be a really special event, I think. And do you have a non-Virago book? I have got a non-Virago book. Um, there's a book that quite a lot of us um, at Virago have been reading. And uh, for me, it's actually a very Virago-ish book. Um, but it's actually published by Bloomsbury uh, next month, uh, the month of July. Um, Three Women by the journalist Lisa Tadeo. And um, there was a big auction for it last year. And it got um, lots of uh, advanced praise. And ever since I read it, um, and I was lucky enough to be sent, a, sent an advance proof by the kind people at Bloomsbury, um, a couple of months ago, I've just uh, waxed lyrical about it, and I haven't really been able to take it off my mind. I would It's a non-fiction book. I would say that it's not a... Um, it's more than a book. I'd say it was a project. And Lisa Tadeo has done an extraordinary thing where she... Um, she got in touch with three women who have three women living in America who um, had have had very complicated things um, happening in their lives to do with um, sort of sexual violence or misogyny or, or something has happened to all of these women. And Lisa um, got very interested in these stories and uh, to the point where she gained these women's trust and she moved um, for short periods of time um, to the areas that these women um, lived. And they all live in various different parts of America, of North America. And she persuaded them to tell uh, them her story, tell her their story. And she has faithfully recorded their experience. And the way that it's written is uh, really incredible. It's, it's beautifully written, but there's so much truth in here. And she's been very painstaking in um, putting the women's own words and voices um, into their story. So, for example, one of the stories is of um, a young woman who, when she was a teenager, had an affair um, when she was a minor with um, her favourite teacher at school. 
there was a huge court case and you can look this court case up online. All of these women are real, they're named, there's no pseudonyms, there's no shrinking away from everything that's happened to them. Um, the teacher was um, found not guilty of, um, of uh, rape of a minor. And um, she um, herself found uh, found uh, became a, a sort of town pariah. It became very much a sort of Salem witch trial um, situation in contemporary America. I mean, we're talking, I think, two thousand and fourteen. This uh, this this trial happened, um, and equally, the two other women who um, Lisa really wanted to um, to talk about. Um, have uh, also had their own kind of shocking yet sort of banal stories that give um, an impression of what it's like to be a woman and um, female sexuality and what it's like to kind of deal with um, sexual dysfunction and other uh, and and violence um, in contemporary America and indeed I think the Western world. So it's a really powerful piece of work. That sounds brilliant. I've, yeah, I've got a proof copy too. It's not very summary, yeah. but it, no, it will stay with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't wait to read it. Yeah, thank you. Um, should we move to Sophia next? Yes. Hi, I'm Sophia. I'm an assistant editor at Little Brown, um, working on Virago and many other imprints. Very honoured to be here. First time debut on a podcast. <laughs> Thank Welcome. you. Uh, the two books I picked, I feel like, are quite good for solo travellers who are going away for the summer because they're both about heartbreak and how to deal with heartbreak. I read them both when I was heartbroken, so I picked them out because I was thinking... I know, sad. <laughs> I We're thinking, all sad when they cry. I was thinking, what makes a summer read? And for me, it's a book that contains some element of travel, um, food, and self-discovery or self-reflection. So I've been cheating because I have some notes. But my first book is Less by Andrew Sean Greer, which is my non-Virago book. Um, it's about a middle-aged man. Uh, who's a writer called Arthur Less, whose lover gets engaged to another man. And to avoid having to attend the wedding, he decides to go on a worldwide literary tour, which makes it sound far more glamorous than it really is. Um, he travels to New York, Mexico, Italy, Germany, Paris, Morocco, India, and Japan. And for me, it's a book about how you process heartbreak and measure your self-development through travel um, and through the mishaps that occur um it's about a lot of things it's also about like the literary world but for me that's what i took from it um i'd say it's a really good summer read because it's incredibly funny it made me laugh out loud which only four or five books that i've ever read have made me laugh out loud and this one did there's a hilarious scene where they're in the desert and um everyone's talking no one's admiring the sunset and i probably can't swear but basically one of the women there is like shut the bleep up and just appreciate the sunset <laughs> you can swear on the podcast can i swear on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> i mean within reason okay, i missed out on my chance there um my other book is heartburn by nora efron which is the virago book we've probably talked about it before on the podcast um it's a novel about a food writer called Rachel who, at seven months pregnant, discovers that her husband is having an affair uh, with a woman in their social circle. So she leaves their family home and travels to her father's flat in New York to try and figure out what to do next, whether to leave her husband, become a single pregnant woman with a child, 
uh, two children actually um and it's also a really funny book that's the reason that I loved it so much I read it when I was um in Japan on the train and on my flight and I just kept laughing and I feel like it makes you look slightly insane that's the issue about reading this book in a public place but um they're just two excellent books for if you've recently been heartbroken like I said if you love food there's this one recipe in heartburn which is a linguine with a cold pasta sauce and that just like something about that reminds me of the summer so that's why I chose it as my summer read Oh, those are great. Um, and I was just thinking, because Less came out last summer mm. for the first time, and we did a new edition of um, of Harper and Last Summer um, for the 40th anniversary. And they both, those were two of our biggest sellers, actually, yeah. across Little Brown last summer. Beautiful yeah, but interesting, mm. as you say, that, yeah, they're both about heartbreak, but people mm. want to read them on their I summer read, holidays. <laughs> I read Less on holiday, and mm. I, I cried and laughed in equal measure. Mm. It was just, it was quite painful in some senses, but so, so funny exactly. and so dark. I don't know why I picked two books that made you cry and laugh, mm. but something about that. It's, I like to cry and laugh on holiday, apparently. <laughs> Stay tuned for more from the Virago podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Virago podcast. Great, thank you. Um, Susan. Hi, I'm Susan Deswassel. I work in the media department, uh, working across lots of different authors. Um, and my book that I've chosen for my holiday read is one that I've worked on and worked very closely with Susan Fletcher, and it's called House of Glass. Um, I've chosen it because it's it's a novel that um, just immersed me. I was in the house. Um, it's set at a house called Shadowbrook in 1914 um, in Gloucestershire. And as I was reading it, I was walking around the house with Clara, our main protagonist. Clara has recently lost her mother and she's only 20. So she tries to work out how to take her life forward and she gets this amazing offer from Kew Gardens where she's been working to uh, help build uh, a glass house full of flowers, not physically build the glass house, but fill it full of wonderful flowers. So she takes on this role, travels to Gloucestershire, very young woman, um, quite independent, um, and at the house she meets uh, lots of different characters. And Mrs Bale, who's the housekeeper, is one of those characters you'll never forget. She really gets under your skin it's quite uh, helpful but terrifying in equal measure so she helps 
uh, Clara settle in. She meets everyone in the house, everyone in the grounds, but she never meets Mr. Fox, who is the owner of Shadowbrook. So as weeks uh, upon weeks go past, as she cleverly and beautifully builds um, this amazing uh, glass house, um, she asks questions. She wants to know what's going on. Who is this Mr. Fox? Where is he? Why does no one really talk about him? And then she starts asking questions about the past uh, incumbents of the house. And she unearths lots of uh, different stories about a, a young woman called Veronique who worked, who lived in the house with her brothers. Um, so there's lots of different things going on. There's uh, Clara, who's trying to become an independent woman in her 20s in 1914. You've got this this house where nobody really knows who where the owner is and what's going on and why does he never turn up. Uh, and then you have the backdrop of the war. Um, and it's just beautifully written. Susan Fletcher um, is a, a poet as well. She won the Whitbread Award for her, her debut novel, uh, Eve Green. And she's just so immersive and so, so beautiful at uh, presenting her story. Um, so it, it just gets quite intense in the house. And you're, you're, uh, I've read it um, twice now. And um, Tracy Chevalier speaks about uh, it starting off as a ghost story, which is the layering that you get in the house. But then all of a sudden, there is this massive twist, which reminded me very much of uh, the twist in Fingersmith. Uh, and you're, it, you're physically um, blown back by it because you can't quite believe uh, what's been going on in this house over the years. So I'll leave that with you. It's, it's not, it's um, <laughs> scary summer. It's, it's, it's quite dark in, in places, uh, um, but it is incredibly immersive. And if you're on the beach and feeling a little bit hot, maybe it'll take the temperature down a tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, but highly recommended. And um, my other recommendation is uh, Girl by Edna O'Brien, which is going to be published by Faber in September, and I've been very lucky to get a proof. Um, so I've just started it, but it's um, it's had the most incredible uh, pre-publication uh, reviews from uh, J.M. Kutzier, Ian McKellen, Richard Ford, and uh, Ema McBride, just calling it the most incredible moving, um, transportative story. Um, it's about a young woman who's captured and, and abducted and forced to marry into um, Boko Haram uh, in northeastern Nigeria and how she um, builds her life from that, um, having a child and learning to the redemptive um, passage in time of learning to be a different person than the person that she always thought she was set out to be. So it's, again, as you were saying, about something that's that's quite quite dark, but it's transportative, if I can mm -hmm. say that well enough. Um, and I, I love being, being, I love being on holiday, who doesn't? But there's that sense of being um, in another world and learning. I really love to learn when I read. Um, so I think Edna O'Brien is just one of the most incredible writers still writing to this day. So I hope you enjoy them both. Mm. Thank you. 
Um, so I've, I've cheated and uh, I delegated my choices to other people. So I asked <laughs> two people whose taste I, I trust. Uh, so for my Virago book, uh, I turned to Donna Coonan, who I'm lucky enough to sit next to. She's the editorial director for the Virago Modern Classics and said, what should I read this summer? Um, and she, uh, I think last summer, actually, um, or maybe two summers ago in my holiday, I read a an Elizabeth Taylor novel called Angel, um, which is incredibly funny and a about sort of tragic and very funny story about an out of control writer. So I think anyone who works in publishing would enjoy that. Um, but she rec- Donna then recommended um, an Elizabeth Taylor novel, which we've just republished called A View of the Harbour. So which sounds very summary, but actually it's set in the off season um, in a British seaside town, and. Yeah, it's about sort of gossip and affairs and keeping up appearances. And it has um, such a brilliant quote on the back, which if Donna hadn't convinced me already, this would have. Um, So Valerie Martin, who um, won the Women's Prize for Fiction a few years ago, uh, describes uh, Elizabeth Taylor as the thinking person's dangerous housewife, which I loved. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this. And... My non-Virago book uh, was given to me by one of my best friends, and um, I mean, it's not very original. You've probably all read it already, because uh, it's been a number one bestseller, but it's Philippa Perry's book called The Book You Wish Your Parents Had Read, and my friend gave it to me because I'm about to become a parent, so um, and I might pass it on to my own parents, but only once I've read it. <laughs> so it feels like quite a loaded thing to give to your own parents. <laughs> um, but Philippa Perry, if you don't know her, is a psychotherapist and um, has yeah published a lot, Guardian column, etc. I love her on Twitter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so this is about uh, yeah what your parents did to fuck you up and how try to try not to pass it on to the next generation. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, Thank you all for uh, your summer reading recommendations. Yeah, exactly. Um, And please do find us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or just email us um, through the uh, email address on our website. We'd love to hear what you are reading this summer, whether it's books published by Virago or not. So please do get in touch. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Virago podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and also leave us a review. It helps other people find the podcast. We'd also love you to be in touch on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or our website, virago.co.uk. Tune in next month for another installment of Books, Feminism, and Conversation from Virago Press, the international publisher of books by women. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.